Welcome to the Digital Dreaming Off the Ground podcast. It is a beautiful Sunday, and you know, it's been a minute. Obviously, you know, the Super Bowl is wrapped up, so we're going to get right into it. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Sacramento Kings, baby, and uh, everything else. So, um, on the Sunday, obviously, you know, the last uh, NFL weekend was obviously over a month ago. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, Chiefs beat the Eagles 38 35. You know, um, the last episode of the podcast, my co host Cortez Branch. You know, I predicted the Eagles to uh, lose, sorry, Chiefs to win uh, 33-29. So close, but, you know, uh, a little bit off, you know, by by a point, you know, in, in the margin of defeat. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, 183 yards, uh, 186 yards, three touchdowns, um, you know, Super Bowl MVP. So um, pretty much, you know, I think, you know, that's that was, that was to be expected, um, given how well the Eagles, um, sorry, not Eagles, but how well the Chiefs have played all year, obviously, given the Niners' fits <laughs> every time we play. Um, you know, looking like they're trying to be a dynasty. So, you know, not much more to say about that. Um, so, um, you know, kind of right getting into the Kings now. I mean, you know, I think uh, De'Aaron Fox, you know, obviously the past eight games has had, you know, 30 plus points per game uh, and on 50% shooting. And he's the first player to do that since Michael Jordan did it in 1998, I believe eight. Um, so it's pretty remarkable. And obviously the Kings outside of last night's loss to the T-Wolves have won five straight since the all-star break, um, you know, holding on to that, you know, third seed Pat, um, you know, obviously the Warriors are creeping up in there, you know, so it does look like it's going to be, you know, a, little, a bit of a challenge, you know, to continue, you know, locking into that top three, top four seed, you know, heading into the playoffs. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm personally excited to see, you know, how well the Kings can, you know, maneuver and how well they can compete, you know, not only, not only, you know, on these next couple games, you know, but ultimately, you know, once they actually are able to clinch the playoff spot, make history in, in terms of, you know, snapping the, you know, North American record, uh, you know, 16 straight, you know, uh, and seasons without a playoff appearance, um, you know, in all in all four major professional sports here in North in, in America. You know, I think, you know, that that's going to be a moment. I do think the Kings, you know, granted, you know, they're going to have to obviously, you know, make some adjustments on the defensive side of the ball. I do like them in, in a seven game series, hopefully, you know, in the first round, you know, as I, obviously I called the Jim Rome show, you know, last year, you know, was it back in November stating that, you know, I do think the Kings can, you know, get over 50 wins and win a playoff series. Um, you know, I, I don't see any reason why they still can't do that, you know, but I do think, you know, it's going to be, it's going to require considered effort, you know, to continue winning, you know, if they continue playing, you know, at, at this rate and at this, pace you know then they can definitely run the table in terms of getting to a 50 50 plus you know win season and ultimately you know getting to the playoffs and winning a playoff series for the first time since 2000 what but five six so <laughs> you know obviously you know it's been a while since the kings have have you know but it's an exciting time to be a kings fan you know i do think darren fox and demonta sabonis you know being the all-stars that they are you know obviously you know it, it's it's you know and being the first two players to make the all-star game since Paya and brad miller did in 2004 um it's definitely a, an exciting exciting time you know to be a kings fan and you know there's a lot a, a lot of youth and a lot to look forward to in the future um you know going back to the greatest uh, show on court days right when chris weber Paya, you know um you know jay will white chocolate you know vlade divak and you know, Doug Christie, you know, the whole gang, you know, was basically assembled. And, you know, when they won a when they won a franchise record 61 games and, you know, got that number one seed, you know, in the 2001-2002 season to ultimately lose to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals and an all-time great series, you know, and obviously the Hall of Famers on both sides of the ball um, for both teams, right? Chris Weber, Vlade Divac, and then you got, you know, Mitch Richmond, you know, ironically on the, on the Lakers side of the ball, Kobe, Shaq, right? Um, you know, I think it was, there was something to be said 
you know, about, about, you know, the Kings at that point in time, you know, I actually watched, you know, the, the who documentary about, about the truth about Showtime. And it was pretty cool to see Sacramento kind of, you know, get that, get that shout out and get that love, you know, on that documentary, on the docuseries. So, you know, I think ultimately the Kings are on a pretty great spot right now. Obviously, you know, it's going to take, you know, like I said, you know, considered effort, you know, I think Mike Brown is, has done a great job on the defensive side, but the defensive rating and the, def- and the defense, obviously last night, you know, kind of showed it, you know, they, you can't fall down 17 and expect to just kind of swarm back and win, but they did get really close to doing that last night against the T-Wolves, right? Obviously, Anthony Edwards is one of the great premier young talents in the NBA. So you have to obviously, you know, get tip your cap to the T-Wolves, but, you know, I do think, you know, moving forward, there's a lot for the Kings to build upon, um, you know, regardless of how this season ends up, you know, once they clinch the playoff spot, once they get into that playoffs, you know, kind of, you know, and, you know, hopefully, you know, they end up winning, if not, you know, I mean, the, the, this season is definitely, you know, a lot to build on, um, you know, they're five games away, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, five games away from achieving their first ever, um, you know, um, season over 500 uh, for the past, what, 16 years. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, a great time to be a Kings fan. Um, Moving, moving, I mean, I was at the Lakers game, and now we're going to transition over to LeBron James, right? Obviously, the NBA all-time leading scorer, you know, um, you know, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I do have his autograph, and uh, you know, I do. I will share that as my background next episode, probably, um, you know, as well as Kareem's. <laughs> so, um, you know, I do. I think you know, um, you know, LeBron, obviously, you know, what he means to the sport of NBA, or what he means to the sport of basketball, being the NBA brand ambassador and doing it at such a high level for so long. You know, I think it really speaks to kind of, you know, just just who he is, you know, as an athlete, right? I mean, you know, for myself and many others, you know, who grew up watching LeBron, you know, as early years, you know, through high school, watching him take, you know, a 22-year-old LeBron take a Cleveland Cavaliers team to the finals. And then, you know, going to Miami, finally, you know, getting the monkey off his back, a proverbial monkey off his back, but then going back to Cleveland, furthering the monkey that was off his, that was still on his back, you know, by by snapping the 52-year-long Cleveland sports curse. And then obviously going to L.A., and, uh, you know, being able to, you know, win a championship when Kobe Bryant passed away, you know, I was there for Kobe night, you know, two, three years ago. So, I mean, LeBron is definitely, you know, has definitely been an ambassador, you know, to the NBA and he's definitely proven his worth, you know, as one of the greatest all-time players, right. in NBA history, right up there, Michael Jordan. But anyways, you know, I think, you know, with looking forward and onwards, you know, obviously LeBron being out, you know, Lakers have to play the Warriors tonight, you know, the Kings, we definitely need that help, right. From from the, from the Lakers, right. Kind of, you know, snap to kind of the the hot streaking Warriors, but I mean, I, I I don't see it happening because of the fact that the Warriors are just kind of, you know, on a tear right now. I mean, they've won the last five straight. Obviously, they're unbeatable at home, right? Um, you know, but I think you know, for us to really, for the Kings to really kind of, you know, stay lockstep, you know, with you know teams like the Grizzlies and Denver, you know, it's going to take considered efforts to, you know, from get other teams to, and you know, a little bit of luck and help, you know, to help kind of knock down some of those you know top four seeds top five seeds where the warriors are right now be top four top five right um moving onwards obviously john morant with the gun um not really sure what more to say about that you know i think whatever i mean it, it is what it is you know all all, all talk shows are going to talk about that um you know outside of that you leak with luka Doncic and Devin booker getting into kind of getting to a heated uh, tussle last night you know i think that was a <laughs> testament to kind of you know how how great you know the 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 competition is you know, between the young talents and the premier talents in the nba kevin durant katie obviously you know doing his thing you know obviously i mean nothing not more needs to be said there you know but i do think again back to the kings and back to kind of you know um the playoffs you know it's going to be, it's going to be a uh, tough sledding. It's going to be an uphill climb, you know, cause you know, the Kings having to, you know, either play the Mavericks or having to play, 
the Suns at some point, you know, playing whoever, you know, granted they were able to make it advance out of the first round of the playoffs. You know, granted they actually clinched that first round, you know, playoff, um, you know, first round playoff uh, spot. You know, I think, you know, then it's it's really the defensive side of the ball is a little bit troubling because of the fact that you saw, you know, in the, the T-Wolves, how Anthony, how Anthony Edwards played last night. And basically just, you know, how the team has kind of just been not, they've, they've, they've allowed 50% shooting, you know, uh, you know, above this, uh, I guess above 50% shooting, you know, for the past couple of games. Um, I think, you know, they're going to have to tighten that up. Right. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure many of our Kings fans believe, agree with me, you know, I, I was really hoping Monty McNair was going to be able to get, you know, maybe, you know, backup center, you know, we had a, there's a litany of second round picks. He didn't, he decided not to, you know, trade away, you know, any of those picks because he believed the, the team at his court. He didn't want to interrupt with his chemistry. And he was perfect as is. We did see Alex Len come out and get some action last night in substitution for Sabonis. So, I mean, ultimately, I mean, you know, talking about kind of, you know, how the Kings and kind of, you know, how, you know, this team is going to, you know, play on in the playoffs, you know, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how that, how, how, I guess, you know, when, when Sabonis is subbed out, you know, who's going to really step up and kind of be that, you know, glass eater, you know, I, I'm not really sure if they really have a glass eater right now. Um, and I think, you know, like it would be interesting to see if, you know, they could make a move in the off season for maybe a Pascal Siakam or, you know, another kind of like a bit a, a stretch big who can really, you know, crash the board. So, I mean, but outside of that, you know, I think, you know, looking forward to the postseason, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. Right. It's going to be a great one, um, you know, just to see how the Kings are able to perform. You know, it's a really just, again, more exciting time today. You know, I went to the gym this morning. I, I passed the light beam uh, sign down in, uh, in downtown, you know, on my way to 24 hours. So, you know, I mean, any Kings fan listening to this, you know, obviously any Kings fan on Twitter, you know, if you follow me, you know, if you're connected, right, you know, and or on LinkedIn, whatever, right. I think it's, uh, it's definitely a great time for us, uh, you know, the city of Sacramento, right. Um, you know, it's been a long time coming. So, um, you know, I think I also saw something interesting, you know, kind of from the King side, you know, someone saying, oh yeah, you know, Boogie Cousins, you know, doesn't hold a candle to Fox because of the Fox's leadership and his intangibles. And that's all, you know, kind of the, both sides of the argument being that Fox, you know, having a much deeper roster, Boogie, obviously not being able to, you know, bring the team, you know, past the cuts, but being able to play well individually. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said, right. About that. But I think, you know, with, if Boogie was able to be given a, a roster that was, you know, pretty, pretty kind of, you know, obviously, you know, com- competitive, which he never had, you know, we, we might be having different discussion. For example, if Boogie had this roster, right. Maybe he, maybe he'd be also in the same, he, the, the Kings would be in the same spot as they are right now, if not better. Right. Cause Boogie had some all-time great seasons in Sacramento as well as outside of it when he went to new Orleans. So, you know, I think these are, you know, I mean, these hypotheticals are fun. <laughs> so um, speaking of hypotheticals, we're going to switch topics, obviously to NFL, right. Um, currently the 49ers, right. John Lynch was on record, you know, he's at the scouting combine for the draft. Um, he was on record basically stating kind of, um, that, you know, he, that, you know, they're going to have to kind of look in the QB market and, you know, see what's out there. Right. Obviously with Trey, you know, coming back from injury, Brock, you know, rehabbing and, you know, his, his inflammation and his, and his elbow, you know, delaying his surgery, you know, I think, um, you know, it, it's, it's a smart move to see who's out there. But, you know, ultimately some of the options such as Derek Carr or Baker, I mean, I, I think, you know, they need to figure out who's the most inexpensive kind of cost feasible option, right? Because the game isn't built on 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 the QB, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is way too, I mean, $60 million a year for a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers is not feasible, honestly, at this point. 
Um, and you know, with all the, the drama going on in Green Bay, you know that if you haven't been paying attention, if you haven't paying attention, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But you know, I think mean, that's just not something I think the the 49ers, you know, front office manager would entertain. You know, unless the price is right. You know, I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. You know, I mean, John Lynch has reached out. To, I think John Lynch maybe may or may not have already reached out to Tom Brady. Maybe you know Tom Brady at the age of 46. Uh, you know, right? I mean. Um, Derek Carr obviously wanting $35 million a year, definitely not going to work with the cap and, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, basically the, the, the dead cap hit. So, I mean, I think ultimately, you know, looking at where, you know, the Niners kind of stand right now, um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of, you know, where they end up. Right. Um, you know, with the QB market, you know, obviously Jimmy's probably not going to be your next season. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's why I'm interested to see, you know, who's going to be that third kind of QB. Now the NFL rules committee is also proposing a new change to you where teams could carry a three, you know, three quarterbacks on the roster. Um, so that will also be interesting because Chris C-Mac, proposed that, you know, not too long ago. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, how that plays out. Um, I'm interested to see, I'm just interested to see how it all shapes out. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, um, the Niners, you know, this off season, you know, there's a lot of free agents, you know, obviously as well, um, unrestricted free agents for the Niners. So it's, uh, it's going to be, you know, hopefully, you know, the, the, the cap and the, and, you know, all the different types of change cha- challenges that the Niners have to face, you know, they're able to overcome it and retain some of that talent. Right. Um, you know, Trey Lance being a developmental still project at this point, right? I mean, I don't know what to expect from Trey at this point, and just like many of many of us don't know, right? More more likely than not, you know, as, if things do remain the way they are, Trey will be the starting quarterback for Week One. Um, you know, he's had relatively he's had he's had only three games so far. You know, we've seen kind of almost a regression last season because of the fact he played, but you know, obviously the the flip side of that is he played in monsoon. You know, he didn't really have, you know, the everything kind of clicking for him. Right. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, he can use this offseason to get better. I'm not really in the Trey or Purdy camp. I, I don't really care who's the quarterback. I don't really care about the narratives behind either one. I just want, you know, the team to finally get a franchise quarterback and to stay healthy. Because when you consider the fact that the last franchise quarterback to stay healthy for two full seasons was Colin Kaepernick back in 2013, 2014, it's a little frustrating to see kind of, you know, quarterbacks injured year in, year out, not just quarterbacks, but many players year in, year out. You know, Shanahan and Lynch have done a great job. I'm not going to criticize, you know, the regime or the administration, but, you know, when you see kind of a a pattern, right, you do have to ask the question, you know, kind of what's going on, right? So hopefully, you know, the the quarterback situation is resolved. Hopefully they're able to add some depth at that position. Um, You know, they do also need to figure out, you know, if we're talking about the draft, right, they need need to figure out who's going to be the backup tight end for Kittle, right, because Ross has not really been utilized for the past couple of years. Not sure why. Um, you know, they do need to figure out, you know, who's going to be, you know, obviously, you know, backup time for George Kittle, you know, if, if McGlinchey is gone, you know, the right tackle, you know, who's going to be filling that spot of the offensive line on the right side, they do need to shore up the right side of the offensive line. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with the free market, right? Or sorry, the free agency market, right? Um, you know, but I do think, you know, defense as well, right? You know, got to prioritize, you know, some more linemen, go out the interior line. Um, Ultimately, you know, secondary as well, also been Achilles for, you know, during some points in the season, though we do, we did see some really great development, right? This playoffs, you know, this postseason with from, from Lenore, um, you know, obviously, you know, um, Gibson, if Gibson retires, right, you're gonna have to look into that option too. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know, ultimately, you know, I think it's going to come down to kind of what, what the cap dictates, you know, who Lynch sees and who's, and you know, obviously, you know, too many variables at play, you know, but it was pretty cool to hear, hear Rand Carthen talk about, kind of how the analytics kind of plays out in the draft room when Lynch was looking towards and Lynch and him were going kind of going back between linebacker he wanted 
um, and ultimately another fourth, fifth round player who ended up, you know, being pretty good. <laughs> so, and that, and that same kind of process was used last year in the draft to draft, to draft Mr. Relevant, Brock Purdy, probably arguably the best Mr. Relevant in recent memory, if not all times so far, um, especially as a rookie. So, you know, I mean, I do hope that, you know, the Niners are able to kind of address most of the needs, you know, in the draft, if they can't capitalize the free agency market. So, you know, a lot to look kind of, you know, look out for there, um, you know, and obviously back to NBA, you know, obviously the Kings, you know, coming up, you know, I think what, 37, 26 right now. Right. So 11 games over 500. It's a great time, you know, right now for the Kings, um, you know, hopefully they keep up that momentum. I hope that they can get at least, you know, 45 wins um, this year, um, if not 40, you know, above, you know, 45, 46 wins um, or whatever it takes to just get a top four playoff spot, you know, because that's all I care about. You know, I think, you know, just seeing them in the playoffs and being able to see a playoff game and we'll see, you know, if those tickets sell out so quickly. Right. Then, you know, um, you know, maybe or may not, you know, I or, you know, anyone else will, will be able to attend that game. So um, it's a pretty, pretty, again, fun time to be Kings fan, you know, exciting time to see what happens. Um, anyways. Pivoting on to the WWE, um, you know, Elimination Chamber, Sami Zayn lost uh, to the Roman Reigns. Um, you know, we saw Cody and Roman Reigns have their first competition on Friday Night SmackDown. Cody and Roman heading to WrestleMania. You know, I think that's going to be a really good match for all the different storylines. Um, you know, I think Cody, Re- Cody and uh, Roman, obviously, you know, the, the, being the same age, you know, kind of coming from from being both sec- second generation, you know, wrestlers. You know, there's a lot of stuff to build upon there. You know, they are they obviously marketed that, you know, in their in their competition, their angle with Roman basically said that, you know, I'm the son your dad always wanted, and I'm, I've always been a main eventer. You haven't ever competed for a main event title, and Cody then basically, you know, mostly charged kind of response saying that, you know, this will be his time, you know, uncrowned. Right? That's been kind of a running theme of Cody since he's won the Royal Rumble. So. You know, I think it's great, but I do think I do hope Sammy does get kind of back in that championship mix that somehow it was great how they conclude the show, which was Sammy as kind of, you know, being able to, you know, beat both members of the bloodline currently with Jimmy being Jimmy as well. Solo shout out Rikishi, right? Those are both those are both those boys. I met Rikishi right in November. Um, but yeah, anyways, I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff at WWE right now. I'm really interested in Compelled as a fan just to see, you know, kind of where they take this Sammy and where Cody kind of, you know, if Cody's able to beat Roman. I mean, it, it does seem like all signs are pointing to Cody beating Roman at Mania. I mean, I'll probably bank on that if I had to. Um, but, you know, I, I do hope that, you know, that that they definitely cash in on this because it's definitely exciting, right? Um, outside of that, UFC, right, Josh John Jones was able to beat Cyrus, uh, yeah, Cyril Gain uh, for the uh, heavyweight championship last night by submission in the first round. Um, you know, Francis, Francis Ngannou went on Twitter, um, basically talked about, you know, uh, you know, congrats, Johnny, you know, from the heavyweight king. Some fans basically stated that, you know, Johnny, that John Jones was a lot more technical in his domination over Cyril Gain, whereas, you know, Francis was, you know, had to use all five rounds. But I think I think one thing that you have to kind of consider is that, you know, um, you know, Francis obviously was fighting on 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 injured knee, right? Uh, you know, I think if Francis was fully healthy, we could have seen a similar performance. Not if not if not just as dominant, if not better than what jo- what Jones displayed last night. Then again, Jones has as as obviously one if not the greatest uh, MMA artist you know of all time, right? So, you know, he basically proved that you know last night by winning. You know, uh, being being one of you know a select few uh, you know number of champions to win in multiple divisions. You know, in my opinion. I still think Khabib, um, you know, if not, you know, GSP, um, just because of, you know, how they're fighting and, you know, obviously the off the, 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 the outside of the ring stuff, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, outside the octagon stuff, you know, the PEDs, you know, the drug use and all the controversies Jones has kind of been involved with, 
you know, I do think that, I mean, that there's not, it does, it does have to be factored in you know, only because, you know, we talk about greatest of all time. You got to consider those as well. Obviously, if strictly speaking as an athlete, right? Jones is, is there, it's almost, <laughs> it's almost, it's basically unfair, right? Cause you never really seen an athlete this with this much size and this much technique advantage, you know, over all of his opponents. So, I mean, I think, you know, moving forward, we'll see kind of, you know, what happens with the heavyweight division. I think it's a little weak right now. Cause I think about the outside steepy, I don't know who's really, who's really competing. Um, um, heavyweight division. So, I mean, but anyways, I mean, you know, congrats to John Jones, um, you know, Dana White, obviously, you know, and, um, and I mean, I guess, you know, anyone who watches who follows Dylan Dennis on Twitter, I don't know why he's, <laughs> it's, it's really kind of hard to follow isn't it? Dylan Dennis on Twitter. I was following him. And I thought it was entertaining. Now it's just kind of cringe. So, I mean, anyways, um, moving onwards, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens with John Jones. Um, we'll see what happens with the heavyweight division UFC. Um, you know, we'll see how this WrestleMania coming up, you know, it's going to be on my birthday. Yay. Um, you know, and then obviously with the Niners and obviously with the Kings, you know, NFL draft coming up next month. Um, the Kings obviously, you know, wrapping up, you know, next, this last stretch, you know, of the season, um, before the playoffs start also next month. So April is going to be pretty lit. Um, I'm not really following March Madness too much, you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure everyone has their brackets, you know, there's a lot of, you know, bracketology pages, you know, that on Twitter who are basically marketing that. Um, so we'll see, you know, obviously how it all ships out. Um, you know, and, you know, outside of sports, right. I mean, you know, the economy, they say inflation is basically decreasing. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, prices still look the same, <laughs> so not going to get political, you know, but, you know, hopefully we see, you know, things turn around for the better, you know, for economy, for economic purposes, you know, and actually not to even be political, but one of my, one of my teachers back in high school, my econ teacher said the president gets too much blame or credit for the economy. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, right? But um, you know, I do think that you know, whenever you know, whenever the economy is in a downturn, you know, people do tend to switch the other other direction, right? So, anyways, that's pretty much it. Quick and dirty Sunday episode. You know, it was great catching up. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this episode. Free to share, subscribe. Um, I'll be back on. Um, not sure when. Hopefully soon. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, you know, let's go Kings. Uh, and uh, peace out, y'all. Have a great rest of the weekend.